If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, everyone? How y'all doing today? In this video, we're going to be talking about the resolution to the 2019 shooting between the Outlaws MC and then Kinfolk MC. Now they're not Kinfolk anymore. I believe they patched over to another 1% club, but there has been a resolution in that case. And don't forget, we are starting the second segment that is at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we're going to be talking about some good stuff here first. And that has to do with the Sawtooth Wolf's Motorcycle Club brings Thanksgiving to families. Again, this is my favorite time of the year because whoo, the clubs really step it up. They really don't get a lot of credit uh, for what they do. All clubs, all bikers, because you know what? We're the bad boys and the bad girls, according to the media. Anyway, this out of the Pioneer by Julie Norwood. We got to thanks Julie Norwood for actually printing something that's good about clubs. We have to. We got to do it. Sawtooth Wolves Motorcycle Club brings Thanksgiving to families. Man, all the clubs that have come about in the last 10 years, they do have some interesting names, don't they? Very interesting names. Anyway, Barrington, families in need with Chippewa Hill School Districts, will have a Thanksgiving dinner to enjoy this year, thanks to the Sawtooth Wolves Motorcycle Club. And I'm hoping everybody had a good Thanksgiving eating all their fiddles and all that kind of stuff, having a good time with their families. But it is great to see all the help that everybody did over the weekend. Now, the small club has been providing Thanksgiving dinners to families in need since 2016. They coordinate with schools in Barrington, Macasta, and Weldman, who gets the family set up, members of the Sawtooth Motorcycle or Sawtooth Wolves Motorcycle Club then distributes the dinners to the schools. Quote, now more than ever, some families need assistance, and we are glad we can help, club treasurer Peggy Bongard said in a news release. Just knowing we are making families' lives easier is what it's all about for us. We know people are struggling and we want to help. Very well said. You got to remember, bikers are a part of their communities as well. Now, contrary to what the media wants to put out there, we are law-abiding people. We love going out there, work, putting food on the table, all that good stuff. So it's really good that uh, she wrote this article. 
One of the organizations helping the Sawtooth Wolves help others in Fates Food Market in Remus, the club contacted the local grocery store when it started the Thanksgiving project in 2016 and goes on to say, as a group, it was important uh, to us that we work with local stores. The turkeys, are you a turkey? are all ready to go when we get there and everything else goes smoothly. Can't thank uh, Fates enough for their continued support. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, Fates. Let's check out this video, man. It's It gets even better. It gets even better, man. This is loved. They're cared for. And somebody back home's thinking about them. New tonight, service members are getting a holiday reminder that folks back home are thinking about them. Tonight, the Roughnecks Motorcycle Club and other local clubs sent more than 400 Christmas care packages to troops overseas. Reporter Mary Klingler talked to one veteran who got one of these packages while he was deployed in Iraq. If we wanted to do something for the deployed that weren't going to be home for Christmas. For the fifth year, the Knoxville Roughnecks Motorcycle Club are gathering donations and sending care packages to deploy troops. It could be very lonely. I don't get depressed, but there, there's a lot of guys, they get very depressed at Christmas time because they know they can't go home. Garrett Hannes served our country for more than 20 years. He knows how hard holidays can be. It lets you know somebody at home cares. Charles Fleenor is a member of the Motorcycle Club, but before that, he was deployed in Iraq. We done our first mission on Christmas, um, so it was rough. He knows firsthand what it's like not to have any presents on Christmas. I wouldn't get anything. Until one unsuspecting Christmas, he did. It's easy to forget why you're there and how far you are away and getting something from home. Like, there are a lot of kids send stuff in these packages. It just reminds you that there are people that still remember you there. He says he now pays it forward by doing the same for other troops overseas today. I got one, and it uh, meant a lot to me. And there's a lot of people away from home right now. These packages are expected to arrive near Christmas. We're out here riding our motorcycles. They're over there fighting for us to be able to do that. They need a little bit of Christmas. You know that we do think of them. Reporting in Knoxville. I'm Told you that was good stuff right there. Always good to see, again, bikers helping out their communities. Good stuff, man. Christmas is right around the corner, so that's going to be kick-ass as well. Again, don't forget uh, the second uh, segment we're going to start doing at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time with a lot more news that don't have to deal with just clubs and all the good stuff. Uh, now... Uh, this out of the gangster report, and it looks like they're the only ones reporting this one. Uh, this uh, is by Scott Bernstein. They do a lot of different stuff concerning the streets. You got uh, gang stuff in there. Uh, you got cartel. They do everything on the gangster report. Anyway, Outlaws MCC3 in Clarksville, Tennessee. Cop manslaughter pleas from 19 uh, Longhorn Steakhouse shooting. And I believe we covered this in 2019. Now, it has a picture of an outlaw out there with a Canadian rocker. That's just up there to uh, tell you what's going on in the article, I guess. Anyway, November 25th, three members of the Outlaw Motorcycle Club in Clarksville, Tennessee, 
recently pleaded guilty to manslaughter charges are stemmed uh, from a 2019 uh, June 5th shootout between the Outlaws MC and the Kinfolk MC in the parking lot of the Longhorn Steakhouse. Kinfolk members John Deacon Allgood and James Jimbo Ramsey were killed in the Valley of the Gunfire. I do remember covering this one. Uh, let's see here. Instead of going to trial, Outlaws Mike uh, Hulkcraft, Jackie Rapper Davis, and Zach Tolstrap Tablick have uh, cop plea to second-degree murder charges brought down from the originally charged first-degree murder counts. <coughs> Excuse me. According to the plea deal, the state acknowledges the shooting was justified on the part of Kraft, Davis, and Toblack due to their right to self-defense. Okay, now it's getting confusing. While Kraft, Davis, and Tablack admit if they had not traveled to the restaurant to engage with Deacon Allgood and Jimbo Ramsey in the first place, the shootout would not have erupted. Okay, now I get where they were throwing the charges at him like that. Uh, but they it was a right to self-defense in one sentence, and then again, uh, they admit if they would have went there. That's how that uh, jargon goes. Now, the sentencing guidelines for the plea range between three and six years. Because the defendants have been behind bars fighting the case since 2019, they are immediately eligible for parole and could be free and back on their bikes soon. And it's 2022 now. Yeah. Three, six years, so that's up on their three. They should be get, uh, eligible for parole. Uh, if not, they're looking at three additional years. Now, Allgood was the boss of the kinfolk at the time of his death. The kinfolk have since patched over to the pagans. I don't know how true that is. Uh, I don't know if kinfolk's left out there, but this is according to the gangster report that the kinfolk have patched over to the pagans. Now, it goes on to say the outlaws and pagans are feuding in the fallout from the pagans' current blue wave expansion campaign. I just wonder who came up with that expression. That has to be somebody in the news. Uh, probably out uh, of New Jersey with that crime commission crap. Clarksville is the fifth largest city in Tennessee and hugs the state's Kentucky border. Mayor Joel Pitts was dining at the city's Longhorn Steakhouse the evening Ramsey and Allgood lost their lives. Huh. Had the mayor there eating and all that good stuff. <laughs> I bet he didn't enjoy his meal, did he? <laughs> and I bet he was probably the first one to say, hey, we need to give cops more money and all that kind of stuff. You'd hurt me. I guess you live in love. Oh, it blows why you bound to get burned. Oh, I've been mistreated. I've been used before. I get kicked in the face till I come back for more. But I won't cry no more. Cause the tears are all in vain. We can pick up the pieces. Start it all again. Let's just get back to the way it was before. Okay. Oh, 
106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? We're going to put the skitties in your Allen Wickers, you plonker. Do you know what he's saying? WMMRDB Rockford. Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Monday, and we got a dancing China doll over here. She, she's <laughs> was, looking pretty hot. Look at that new hairdo of her. Dude, I was totally singing your outro. That was so cool. I was I was <laughs> screaming it in here. Put it back on. That yeah, awesome. you got no filter, I right? Know. You like Put that one? Oh I think God. that fits me, don't you? Oh, my God. Put that back on. So what do you think of her new hairdo? Wait, I think on. it's kicking ass over here. Okay. I told okay. her instead of these long ass spikes what? What? that you're going to want to go shorter and go shorter on the sides, like really short. And look how it looks. You know what? I should be a hair designer. That's how good I am. Now, admit it. What did you say? What? What would your what were you saying after you did your hair? Hold up. Hi, Gio. Hey, Gio's in the Hi, house. Hi, darling. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted by Gio's hotness. You said what? You were right. Shut up. I'm not going to say that anymore. Yeah, but you did after you did your hair. I just said it looked hot. <laughs> <laughs> I look schmexy. She was yelling at me before we came on air, and I'm sitting here thinking, why the hell are you yelling at me? What my, the hell? I was, what? Oh, she got pissed, man. You you got this one story that's coming out of Illinois that has you freaking upset like hell. I've never seen her this upset. Mm, mm, you guys and mm. gals, you're going to have to let me know what you think of these idiots in Illinois that are going to be doing this. And take the story off. You were upset about this. You She's mm. going, we going to fight. We going to fight. I was like, what the fuck mm. are we going to fight about now? <laughs> I'm like, we fighting. These are fighting words. And while she's pulling that up. I got it. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I slow your roll. I getting excited. 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on the new channel. We're doing motorcycle news. It's actually called motorcycle lifestyle news. Everything about the motorcycles, the lifestyle, no MC news over there. So it's going to be a good one. Harley Davidson's in trouble and it premieres at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time over there. So what do we got that you're so pissed off about that you were yelling at me and I'm sitting here like, what the hell happened here? I, here he is. I'm so mad. I'm so angry. And I'm kind of feasing. There's frost on the ground here. Yeah, I know. And I'm a Talk car. a little louder. There's frost all over my car. Oh, do you hear the difference it's in cold. the headphones? It's feasing out there. There you go. This is retarded. Okay, what do we got? All right. The Illinois Department of Corrections introduced the comprehensive college education and prison policy, which focuses on post-secondary education for the incarcerated. Yes, they're going to be letting the prisoners go to college. And get a post-secondary education where us as Illinois taxpayers have to pay for this. It's going to cost taxpayers more than 150000 per person and per event. $150,000. Now, is that for the whole degree or is it a little bit? What? 
that's it's that's, probably that's a whole degree, for, ain't it? That's for their their degree. So they get a free college degree, kind of like how Biden wants us to pay for everybody else's student loans. They get a free degree. I gotta pay for it. Well, my col- my, my our, our lovely daughter has seven years worth of a master's degree education. And student and loans. And student loans up the yin-yang. So all you have to do is go and commit a felony. Which is going to be hard after the first. You know, go to prison. Mm, and you can get your college education. And you can get on. a free college education. Yeah. What happened to the penal system, man? It's like, it, it, it's like you got a better life if you get thrown in prison now. You got three hots, a cot. And now you can get your college degree. You to get your college degree, your high school diploma, you'll get this little uh, hey pad and I, you can email everything. I don't knock them for getting their GEDs, all right? I don't knock. But you're knocking them for getting I'm the, not the knocking degree. them for getting their high school diploma. Because we don't pay a fortune for a high school diploma. Mm. We just got to pay for books. But you, yeah, like you just said it. You got to pay for the books, so it's for the, out for, of taxpayers' well, money. At our high school here in town, we just got to pay for like a loan, like you put like a deposit down for their tablets. That they and get Gary's now. exactly right. The lefties are insane, and it's full of here in Illinois. The problem with Illinois is Chicago, just like the problem in New York is, uh, you know, New York City, and on and on and on. Actually, Illinois is a red state. If it wasn't for Chicago, Springfield, Champaign, and shit like that. But this is coming out of our tax dollars. And see, I think you have become more recognizable as far as your political views are concerned because you got to pay the taxes. You're learning where your tax money's going. And now your state income tax is going towards inmates getting a college degree for free. Which is bogus because I got to be concerned whether or not I have, I have my Medicare (laughs) when I'm old enough to get it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's on a federal level. I'm talking about on a state level. I don't care. Your state taxes are paying for this. This bullshit. And I don't think it's right at all. And we actually agree on something. Because Mm -hmm. we do have a daughter that has a lot of loans to pay off. And it seems like these leftist lunatics want to give away everything for free. They actually think they're entitled to it. You know, they run around and call everybody fascist that they don't agree with. The problem is they don't understand what the meaning of fascist is. They also don't understand the problem with them going around calling everybody Hitler. You know how many of our U.S. soldiers, you know how many U.K. soldiers and the Allies lost trying to defeat that son of a bitch? And you're out there saying everybody's this and that when you really do not know how evil that son of a (laughs) bitch really was. It's just like racism. You water everything down when you keep on calling everybody that. And it's insanity. And when you tree-hugging liberal pricks go and pass a law that gives prisoners a free college education, you're screwed up. You're really screwed up in the brain. 
I don't know how them people think. I really don't. It's just like Alyssa Milano. See, I've been on Twitter a lot lately because it's fun as hell over there because the libtards are crying and whining their ass off. Alyssa Milano, which I, you know, I'd like to pork, but now I'm thinking twice because she's dumb. Anyway, <laughs> she goes and says on her Twitter account that I got rid of my Tesla because Elon Musk is a fascist and a Nazi and all that shit. Guess what she got? What? She got a Volkswagen that is literally made by Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party. That's how Volkswagen started. <laughs> wow. Come on now. See, I'm serious. Are you serial? I'm serial. You're serial? That's how educated <laughs> they are. They're fucking dumb. Oh, well, Lord. I gave my Tesla in that was made by and an she's saying this in Twitter, which is now owned by Elon Musk. Well, that's what, it, you know, and Elon he, is he, an African-American. And I want to see Elon Musk go back and forth with her. He already did. All he did was put emojis when people were saying, you do realize that Volkswagen was started by Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party. That's how fucking dumb they are. And you, you, you've known it. You've seen it firsthand. How they act. You've seen firsthand how libtards think. And if you don't agree with them, <coughs> they get pissed at you. Yep. <laughs> you've seen it firsthand because that freaking college destroyed our daughter. Yeah, I know. And every time you want to talk to her about something, I can't talk politics. She gets pissed and hangs up on her own mother. <laughs> she, um, I gotta go, ma. Click. Hello. Because they have no arguments. No. And what did the argument stem from? It stemmed from she has to drive 45 minutes to work. Yep. She pays what three hundred dollars in gas? I don't know. It was like three hundred dollars in gas. So what? It, you, uh, what I said to you was, and I think you did say it. Well, thank Biden, you voted for. Him. I did. I told her that. And next thing you know, she's, she's hanging up the phone. She's like, she wanted to come home for Thanksgiving, but she was in between checks, and she's like, but I can't afford the gas, and I'm like, well. Thank Biden. Thanks for who you voted for, lovely. And I gotta go, Mom. She got pissed. I gotta, I, I gotta go. <laughs> so <clears throat> they are also out there. I don't know if you all know that uh, Biden, the dumb dumb pepperhead, he <laughs> passed the bill with these idiot Democrats that they want eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. Well, they're not going to go after the middle and lower class. You know what? How many people are freaking rich where you need 87,000 people? You know, these, you know, elite libtards, they kind of get it to where you want to punch them in the face all the time. I hate to say it, but I think the IRS is going to be watching the low income people when they file well, that's taxes where the most 10, time, come 10 times more than they're going to Exactly. The that's where people. the most audits come from. And then you got people that keep on voting for them, like my daughter. She's an idiot. And the problem with them is they're one-issue people, and they're ignorant of the real issues. They're the ones that'll listen to CNN, MSNBC, and she, all that BS. She claims one of the main reasons why she voted for Biden was because of the the what the what he was 
promising with the tuition. She wanted free handouts. She did. I'm like, dude, you're and- the one that wanted to keep going to school. I mean, God bless her for doing what she did and what she does for a living. Right. Because more people need but to do she that. But at the same us time, to pay for it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you only got a year and a half of college for free, courtesy of your grandpa. But at the I'm same like, time, other than is, that, it, is it our job as a taxpayer to pay it? But here's one thing. When oh, comes, here's the but. No, 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 no. There, it's not a but. Here's one thing that kids in college don't understand. When you get a school loan, okay, take out what you need for that loan. Right. Don't take about take out the maximum amount. And that's what our dumbass daughter And our dumbass daughter would take out the maximum amount. So why? So she'd have extra spending money while she's in college. And what did mom used to tell her? Stop doing that. Stop taking out the extra and only take what you need to pay for your school year. So so now she owes twice as much because of the fact she, she was took dumb. out the maximum amount for the school loan. That's because she was dumb. And so you she know had what? extra our daughter. spending money. It's good what she tried, but going back to this college deal, why wouldn't liberals be pissed off because and you got to admit, liberals are the ones that do most of the student loans because they go to the brainwashing colleges. Why wouldn't they be pissed that they got to pay and not an inmate? But instead, you have these morons out of Chicago that voted for this crap. I think more and more people need to pay a little closer <laughs> attention, especially in this dumb state, because <sighs> they're morons. That. You need to realize, which I'm stupid. I ain't going to lie. I had no clue where my tax money was going until you started. Until I started doing this show and paying more close attention to where my tax money's going. And it infuriates you. Like our property tax pays for a lot of the improvements at the high school. Yeah, I I ain't got no damn kids in that high school. Why should I pay for it? Well, at the same time, they spend the money. Like it's theirs. Yeah, they do. Especially that extra building that they built that they technically really didn't need. Now, Biden administration, they are now trying to find $20 billion that was supposedly sent to Ukraine. $20 billion they have uncounted for. That's us. That's our money. He hired 87,000 Nazi freaking stormtroopers to come and collect money from us to be able to send over there. And that's bull. And they don't know where it is. Oh, let's just hand over $20 billion. I guarantee that puppet Zelensky is richer than rich right now. Oh, crap. Where'd the money go? They're already corrupt as hell over there. It disappeared. I don't understand why the hell we're over there fighting or giving them freaking money. It ain't our business. When is the U.S. going to start keeping the money in the U.S.? When? When? For real? You know what? I get giving money away. I get tired of hearing that the United States is a superpower. I really do get, I hate hearing that and that we're supposed to be the 
beacon of freedom and shit. You know what? There is other countries that are free. You got Britain. You got Japan. You got France. Hell, you can go up to Canada and get free medical insurance. You got Canada. It's, they're a free country. So to sit here and keep on saying that we're the best, we're the best, we got to go around policing everybody, and you wonder why we're getting in damn wars. We don't need that. We don't need to keep on bankrolling these assholes while our vets are sleeping in the street. No shit. That that's irritating, and people are suffering off their asses and it, and right it, now. And it's not so much the vets that are sleeping in the streets; it's the vets that aren't getting proper medical care for their mental health or anything. And it's then bogus. Nitro said it perfect: taxation without representation. Yeah, right. When let's take a uh, you know our outgoing crybaby prick, Adam Kinzinger. He's the worst of the worst. He's over bashing people that you're un-American if you don't support Ukraine. Hey, fuck nut. Why don't we support our people in our district first? We, uh, uh, they act like it's theirs. There's no representation in Congress for us people. It's only people that care about themselves, and it's down party line. And it's bogus as hell. Look at it. You know, we supposed to be a superpower here. But we only got two political parties where if you go to any other free country, they got five or six political parties that you got to pull together to get a government running. And George Washington said it best when he said he feared political parties would destroy this country. And it's doing that. Now, they do say, well, there's political parties within the parties. You got progressives, liberals, and then on the other side, you got MAGA. Bullshit. Bullshit. They're all the same to me. You're calling some bullshit? Yeah, and it's not right that Chicago can pass this kind of law where we have to pay for these people's freaking education. You know, and I say that as somebody who has a son in the joint right now for 30 years. He ain't going to use that damn college education. He's going back on the street, do his thing. But he'll use it to get out of the cell. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of them are going to do is use it so they can get time out of their cell. I don't think they're going to use it because they particularly want that extra education. Because majority of those prisoners when they get released, are going to be too old to even use it. Yeah. Or let alone not just too old to use it, who's going to hire them? That's one thing about the Libertards uh, tree huggers that I can't stand. They live in an alternate reality. They do not understand life. And it's always these rich liberals, these limousine liberals, who have the money, who are bored, and think they can pass everything else on the rest of the people. You know, they run around, oh, our democracy, our democracy. They're so ignorant, they freaking tear down what the republic means. We're a republic. We're not, de- we're not a democracy. A democracy is the majority rules. And in a republic is the minority has their rights. So you get tired of hearing 
about these leftards and their bullshit when it comes to, come on, college degrees? No. How about use that money to help our military vets on the street in Illinois? I think it'd be far better served than the homelessness. We're about to get more homelessness out there now with this economy. It sucks. It is bad right now. So I'm glad that you're finally learning. It's a sad state of affairs, and I mean a sad country of affairs. It is. (laughs) I am, though. I'm glad you're really Mm -hmm. learning. I'm getting my education. You're getting your education. And my education is self-taught by looking stuff up. There you go. That's right. I don't have to pay for it. Not no hundred fifty thousand because I ain't no inmate, <laughs> and I ain't taking out school loans either. You got another story that really sucks. Well, I got two. What else you got in there? Oh, I got a forty-seven-year-old man. This is sad. He was going. Uh, this was up in Madison, Wisconsin area. Okay. He mm. lost control of his Harley Davidson motorcycle. Sad when, state of affairs right there. When he lost control, he traveled into the median and struck the traffic barrier. He was thrown from his motorcycle and suffered possible life-threatening in- injuries. I'm surprised he didn't die at the scene with that kind of accident. While the crash and possible citations are still under investigation, the driver of the Harley Davidson was initially charged with his ninth O-W-I. So he's drunk. Yeah. Uh, go figure. Makes us look like assholes. Mm-hmm. So he was drunk and he could have hurt somebody else. Yep. Especially with a flying motorcycle, man. Yeah. That could go through somebody's windshield, kill them. You know, that makes bikers look like idiots right there. I'm sorry. They said, you already know how I feel. They about said that his shit. high speed and alcohol was considered to be the primary factors of his crash. Now, when it comes to Alky Hall, you already know my stance on that. Yep. And you already know I support bikers hardcore. You know, I'm a biker myself. Yes. But when these kind of people do that shit, it's really putting us all in a bad light. Yes. Same as the individuals that go around. They'll be selling this. They'll sell that. And they make clubs look bad. And it's hard to tell the people out there that it's individuals that do it because they get hot, tired of hearing that as an excuse. My question is, is where were his friends? Why didn't they stop him from getting on his It Harley? seems like nobody does that. It's just like at the bar. They let people leave buzzed. They let people leave drunk. And then the next thing you know, somebody's hurt. Or you get a DUI when it could have been avoided if the bartender would have just cut your ass off. But they don't do that. Bartenders don't tend to cut nobody off because the more they charge... the, the- the more you drink, the more tips they get because the d- more drunk that you are or the more buzzed you are, the less you're going to realize how much you're tipping your bartender. Mm-hmm. I've just, that's just something I've noticed. But there's a problem with that. Yeah, there's now, a big say problem. Now, if that. you have somebody, this is just a scenario here. You have somebody that works hard, never misses a day of work. 
and they drink thinking they know their limits, but they really don't. And there's always them people that claim, well, I'm not drunk. Well, it's obvious you fucking are, you dumbass. And they jump in a car, <coughs> even if it's around the block, and gets in a situation where they hit somebody or get hit. Next thing you know, a DUI's on there. Is it the bartender's fault for serving them? I think it's both. How do you say? It's the consumer and it's the bartender's fault because the bartender should know when the person's had enough. I know years ago when I was standing behind a bar, I would cut people off all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't care about what's going in my pocket. I'd rather see the customer get home safe. Now, you're in a business where you can sell liquor. Yeah, and I've I've refused customers in, at work, too. Ain't it more important to take the heat from the drunk-ass mouth than to let them go out there and kill somebody? Me, usually, if you're drunk and you get behind the wheel, you're an asshole, for one. I'd rather... And you have no respect for human life. I'd rather stand behind the counter and get bitched out by a drunk customer because I won't let them purchase alcohol than watch them get in an accident going home mm. personally i mean because it's usually the drunks that go out there and never get hurt you never notice they never get a scratch when yeah. they get in an when there is a drunk driving accident majority of the accidents the drunk driver because of the fact that they're drunk and their body just relaxes when they get in an accident where everybody else tends tends to stiffen up and right <gasps> you know freak out the drunks are the do ones that survive. 10, do you think in Illinois, $10,000, I think it is, to get your license back on a DUI to defend on it, I think there should be more substantial penalties. In Illinois? There, yeah, there, there, should has, be there, there should be jail time. Nobody should be able to get two, three, four, five DUIs I think it should and be, nothing happens. I think it them. should be one and done. They shouldn't get all these chances. It should be one and done. Uh, sorry to hear that, Michelle. Her daughter's BFF just died drinking, driving, and texting. Funeral is this afternoon. Oh. Sad. Sorry to hear that. Very sad. That's another fun thing. But then I have to ask Michelle this. I have to ask her this. How do you feel about that? How do you feel that she was drinking, driving, and texting. and texting. One of the biggest concerns for bikers on their motorcycles is the fact of somebody texting. It doesn't even have to do with drinking. It's just somebody texting, the texting because they're get not paying killed. attention. And I don't understand. All they have to do is hold a button now and speak in there and in a text form. Now, I know one of the things that when our son and I go somewhere... The first thing he does when we get in the car before we even leave the driveway is he takes my phone. And I yell at you about that. Yeah, he takes my phone. He won't let me touch my phone. And you shouldn't. Phone. He won't let me touch my phone. Because you're one of the people that I, can get somebody killed. No, I'm one of the ones that I will, I will pick my phone up and use it when I'm at a stoplight. You shouldn't. See, I'm in naughty. other countries. I'm naughty. Driving is really a serious deal a lot of people won't even eat behind a wheel and technically in illinois if you're caught 
And if a cop pulls up near you and sees that you're texting or goes to pass you or whatever and sees that you're texting and driving, you're supposed to get a, a, a it's like a $500 ticket. And a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be more money because you should be concentrating on driving and not killing somebody. You're seeing a lot of vehicle accidents where the car goes onto the wrong side of the road now. Yeah. And that's because of texting. Mm-hmm. And then mix it with drunk drivers. You got a freaking catastrophe waiting for you. And it's actually, you know, where you get a, a deal where you see these young kids getting stupid, getting behind the wheel and killing somebody. And they might've said, well, I was just buzzed bullshit. My question is, is, uh, if she was at a bar, uh, the person Michelle speaking about, if, uh-huh. she, if she was at a bar, why didn't they stop serving her? Well, you got Denny. Denny's completely fucking right here. Or you got these idiots with the big TV screens and their dashes messing around going down the road. I That should be illegal having TVs. They're watching movies while they're driving. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Because you're distracted, and next thing, you, and I do get pissed because a lot of motorcycles get ran over, mm-hmm. and a lot of the rear end collisions where a car or a truck plows into a bike at a stop sign is because of them type of distractions. Well, I remember many years ago that one of the things was that they would ha- they would allow in like the back seats if you have kids. The little TV things, because I know my brother used to install them in headrests. Yeah, but it was but it behind. was for the back seat. Yeah, they, they they weren't allowed to have them in the front, and now they have them in the front. And why is that even allowed? Michelle, people said it was too soon. I beg to differ. A harsh message uh, gets more results if it saves your brother, sister, mom, or father's kid. It's never too soon. It's good to hear something like that. It's sad that, you know, she was young and died, but it was at her own actions that caused it. Yeah. Where somebody that's drunk and kills somebody else that had a full life to live and because a bartender or themselves couldn't stop. There's no excuse for that, I don't think. There, The bar, everything should be sued. <laughs> That I think that's the first thing you got to do is sue the shit out of the bar because they could have closed that shit down and somebody not get killed. I have a problem when people get hurt and it's not their fault. I have a real problem with that. You know, if there's a person at a bar and they can barely walk to the bathroom without almost falling, uh, I think that person's way above their drinking limit. And Duke was right. You know, like here, it's only $500 for texting and, and driving. Texting. Yeah. What if it was five grand? No, then nobody would do that it. phone wouldn't be so important at that time. But you also got to wonder whether or not the cops even enforce it. Which come January 1st, the they ain't going to enforce shit. So they're just going to get ticket. Uh, you're just going to get a ticket. You can go kill somebody. You're just going to get a ticket because you didn't pre-plan that. And I think it's even worse, Michelle, when you're talking about semi-trucks. 
you know, you and you got to give the guys that use the earpieces credit. But you do have these 18 wheelers at 81,000 pounds. You have idiots texting behind a wheel. And you can't even get them damn things to stop on a dime. But now you're texting. Which I will say, I love my Bluetooth when I'm driving long distance because then I can call you from my earpiece. But are you still able to keep concentration on what you're doing? Yes. If my earpiece is in, my phone is on my seat in the passenger seat. And, mm. and yeah, because you can hang up and do everything just from touching your earpiece. You don't have to touch your phone at all. Mm-hmm. Them well, what's your thoughts on somebody who claims they're buzzed driving? What's your opinion? Um, no comment. No comment. Why? Because I've done it. And do you think that you would deserve a lesser penalty because you claim you're buzzed if you get in an accident? No. If I get busted, I should get screwed, <laughs> to be honest. And what did I say to you? Huh? If something goes down, what did I say to you? Hollywood says if I ever get busted driving under the influence, even if I'm just buzzed, he'll get to let me sit in jail. He ain't going to bail me out. I won't bail you out. I'll let you fucking sit. He said you could fucking sit. Screw you. That's what he said. And you actually got upset with that. I did. I was very sad. I'm like, wow, you're not going to bail me out? No, I won't, because it was your actions that led to it. And maybe that you have to learn. That's why I said it's not just the bartender's fault. It's the consumer. Do you feel on the spot now? I already knew I was on the spot. I know your freaking scenario. (laughs) That was me. That was you. That the scenario was me. Don't you think everybody in the audience. Drinking on Friday and we live a block from the bar and I drove home. Don't you think our audience should be pissed off at you too? Uh, (laughs) No. Why not? Because. But you're sitting over here saying that it's a bad thing for everybody else to do. It is a bad thing. I shouldn't have done it myself. Normally, okay, the one time when I got super, super drunk and I literally couldn't stand, I actually contacted my son and my son came and drove me home. But you should be doing that the same way. And I should have freaking probably done that on Friday. One time, Hollywood is right. I take the same perspective. If. You out there, I don't care, get behind the wheel, you get busted, I'm not paying for it. And he's always like, and you can't sit here and say, just because the cops know you in your car doesn't mean they won't pull you over. Just because they come and get coffee at your (laughs) gas station, they're not going to risk their jobs by letting you go out there and kill somebody. No, you know what they used to do even when I used to walk to the bar? I used to one of the cops, he's retired now, but one of them, if he seen me walking home and I was highly intoxicated, he would follow me in his in his SUV to make sure I got home. But do you really think he would let you get behind the wheel without doing anything? Because the one that's retired, if, no, he'd nail me just because. Because if they didn't and you hurt somebody, the police department's getting sued. Mm-hmm. But people who have dealings with cops do not understand something. And I talk about this all the time. 
they are going to do what's right for them and in their best interest if they know you or not. Yeah, it's not going to matter. I was furious this weekend, baby. It's not going to matter if they know me. They, Yeah, they know me. They know my car. I mean, if I go from here to Walmart on a normal day and I'm totally like I am now, 100% sober, and if I, I don't know, go five over, they're not going to pull me over. But in that situation, driving just a block on Friday, yeah, if one of them was actually in the area, they probably would have screwed me. And you would have been calling, crying, huffing and puffing. Uh, Hollywood, I need to get out of jail. Well, sit the fuck down, man. You're like, ain't coming. Bitch, you sit until Monday. <laughs> I would no, you wouldn't have been sitting until Monday because you wouldn't have made fucking bond. I'd have let you sit there until your court date to the conclusion. That ain't sad. That is what everybody's talking about. There needs to be consequences. Yeah. China doll messed up. Yeah, but that mess up could have cost somebody their life. And China has learned from her lesson. So she says. No, she has. Because around here, you got these drunks walking in the middle of the street. Hmm. And you got another drunk driving. And it's not a good deal right there so hopefully you're learning something oh i did um yeah because you are a good person because you do work hard but at the same time it's all about choices and your choices have to be correct if you're gonna go out to a bar you're allowed to drink a little bit. Yeah. But if you say, well, I'm I just know buzzed. I actually do know what my limit is. But you drinking go wise it. and. A couple times, I'm not saying all the time there has been in the past six months, three times where I went above my limit and I shouldn't even have. your limit gets you buzzed. My limit gets me buzzed. Yeah. And you shouldn't be driving. As it, but if I do it early enough. <laughs> I'm trying See, to now you're trying to make for myself, <laughs> and it ain't gonna work with me. No, it ain't gonna work. I, I believe my, if... I know what my limit is, and I should technically go below that limit. My limit is actually three shots, and I'm buzzed, so I should go because you're a little one and you got a little I'm, stomach. My tummy is the size of a golf ball, so maybe you should understand hey there's other people out there and i think that what really got to you was when i said you just sit in fucking jail for all i care that's why uh it knocked it knocked me in the head just you know hearing you say that that's why i'm gonna why? be smarter and wiser when why did anything. it hit you where i had to actually come down and say you just sit in jail for all i care why did that hit you because it made me wake up and realize what I was doing was wrong and I shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I was being completely stupid and only thinking of myself and not thinking of other people. Cause you could have been the one. I could have been the there's one. There's a lot that, of bikers around here. Hit no, a bike. Well, even worse, there's a lot of fucking trees around here and I could have hit a tree. Okay. Or I could have ran into our garage. Or rent, and I would have killed you with my bikes. <laughs> the bikes are in there. I'd have murdered her ass. Mm. But you're one of them type of people that have two things wrong with you. You text while you drive, 
Uh, not when I'm coming home from the bar. I don't touch my phone. Yeah, but you do. And then you get buzzed and you think, well, it's only a block. I can drive home. Yeah. I won't even get behind a wheel or a bike if I smoke Mary Jane. You do not. I agree with that. You do not. And where's my phone? Your phone's usually at home. <laughs> but when I'm <laughs> driving by myself, where is it? On the seat. Do I ever touch it? No, because I get mad when I can't get a hold of you because you won't answer. Because I know how important it is to keep my head straight. Because you And rather, that's why I get upset with you. You'd rather answer like you'd call me back when you pull over and stop somewhere. Thanks, Dwayne. Even though you know I'd love her to death, uh I have to be straight up because I don't believe in other people getting hurt. And hearing that actually hearing that helped me realize that I was I'm a prick. I know you're a prick, but I already knew that before that. You're an asshole. But I already knew that it real. It made me think and realize what I mean. I knew what I did was wrong from the get go. But that's the first time you've ever been that blunt. And I think I think you needed that tough love, just like when I was a kid fucking off all the time, gang banging, where my own father said, well, you go to fucking jail, get yourself out. It was basically something that I needed to be told in order for me to wake up and think about everyone else mm-hmm. and not just myself when I'm out. Mm-hmm. No matter. Well, it's, it's to be seen. Yeah. See, with you, I think you talk shit. There's been times I've gone to the bar and I actually have not drank. But the problem is you get back into it. But then like two weeks later, I'm at the bar drinking again. See, I consider you a drunk. Yeah, on on one day a week. It don't matter. It's that one day I a don't, week. And and you can ask Hollywood. When I'm at home, I don't drink alcohol at all. Mm. I don't. I do it legit one day a week. That's it at the. But bar. you overdo it, and you can cause it. Only takes that one time. Yeah, I know. Now moving into our main subject today. You know, I always really look hard on people that do anything above mary jane mm-hmm. i'm talking about coke heroin fentanyl but i never went deep into why somebody probably does it and i wanted to focus on some occupations that had the most drug use mm-hmm. now i know in west virginia where a lot of my dad's family's from They're all coal miners. And you have to step back and look at the job that they're doing. They're underground. They got like three feet that they're crawling through. They still use a canary under there. Well, they do that and other technology. Canary never go out of the coal mines. That sucker's dead. Get the fuck out of there. That's what I know. Uh, But they have... Long working hours, they're underneath the freaking mountains, and it's a hard, hard, hard job. That's why you have a lot of alcoholism out there. That's why you have a lot of mean-ass coal miners like my grandfather was, and his dad, and his dad. So you have to step back and say, is there a reason 
why somebody would want to go over weed and go to say heroin or fentanyl. Do they have to escape life in the job that they're doing? What's some of the jobs out there that's the highest rates of drug abuse? Uh, one of them is hospitality and food service, which includes like chefs, waiters, bartenders, hotel managers, valets. They actually say that 19.1% report using illicit drugs like cocaine and opiates. So you step back, you look at bartenders. Mm-hmm. Bartenders are always wanting to get involved in the party. Well, hospitality and food service also have an 11.8% reporting of heavy alcohol use. And I think that's because they have to deal with people. Mm-hmm. People, and you're making a low-ass salary where you're trying to cater to everybody. You're getting the attitudes. So, yeah, I can see a point of view with that. Not as much as I can see with a coal miner's job. I can't because a coal miner and say a fisherman, my God, they can get swallowed up by the damn sea at any time. So they need something to numb their pain, I guess. Mm -hmm. What else they got? Arts and entertainment and recreation, which includes like musicians, performers, fitness trainers. Come on, musicians, you know. Umpires umpires and tr- uh yeah umpires like for sports where who who wrote this article it's actually from a rehab center because here i'm thinking okay you're talking about an empire for baseball get the fuck out of here yeah it's you know probably, musicians we already high, know shit they, motley crew in the 80s come on they consider they consider these like high stress and competition and they say that the arts, entertainment, and recreation have a 12.9% substance use disorder, which mm-hmm. include cocaine, methamphetamine, and pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Duke truck drivers, because before the regulation and DOT rules came out, you had a lot of speed out there because they wanted to run. And they ran hard back in the days. It wasn't okay, park your truck and you have to wait the time out. It used to be gone, man. It was outlaw trucking is what it was. You know, fill out two log books and that's the way it was. So, yeah, there was a lot of drug use among truckers. There's more. What do we got? Management, like CEOs, senior managers, like leaders of country, uh, countries, the companies. They say that um, 11.4% do stimulants like cocaine, Adderall are the most common. And What is it with and, people and, wanting and, to take Adderall? And I don't get that. opiates such like as heroin, fentanyl, and prescription And I think killers. the higher class people... I think they do it because they want status and they, you know, I hate to say that they want status and they want to join the party. Where do you find that a legitimate excuse to hit that kind of shit? Mm -mm. Like I said, I just see 
steel workers, coal miners, iron workers. I've got construction and mining. There you go. Construction work and mining are extremely demanding jobs. Research shows that 6.6% are heavy drinkers. And it says compared to 17% of miners and construction workers are in illicit drug use. Because of the heavy labor and which the stress they claim that. the biggest one for construction workers and miners, the biggest one is opiates that are often prescribed to help manage their pain, pain. Mm-hmm. which can lead quickly to addiction. Pain right there. Yeah. It's specifically there. They do it off prescription drugs because so there is kind pain. of a legitimate reason because that's hard ass <laughs> work. You're hurting. You're killing your back. You're killing your knees. Well, it says it's characterized because of their long hours, manual labor, and frequent injuries. And they have, between construction and mining, it says that they are more dangerous than other jobs with the highest number of work-related fatalities. Yeah, you're up there working on a skyscraper and you're getting hurt by a steel beam or something. Or you got the stress of looking down. I don't know how them. Dude, they got elephant nuts. The ones that are the climbers. They go on these antennas and shit. They got change some light big bulb. cojones. They got nuts I only dream of. I get I get all woozy just watching them on YouTube do it. So, yeah, I can see, you know, somebody fucking saying fuck this. Uh, but at the same time. You know, I always get in the ass of people because I don't believe heroin is or fentanyl is a way to go. I don't I I never seen it getting high enough gets you in the fantasy land. But having to go even deeper is self-destructive, I feel. And self-destructive to your family. It's just as bad as alcohol some of them drugs it really changes the personality and changes the outlook the person has well one one thing one thing i'm gonna say about alcohol i i've i've learned i've learned what is this a learning session for you yeah i'm on the couch drinking alcohol provides a temporary escape from your issues it's not gonna make shit go away no, no, it's not even temporary. It makes you look like an asshole. Why do you think I stopped? Well, yeah, you stopped a long time a ago. A long time ago because I knew I was an asshole. Yeah, you were an asshole. I knew I got into too many bar fights. Jack One almost Daniels. cost me a freaking... Don't give it to him. It, it almost cost me a pretty serious charge. Mm. And I said, you know what? Enough with this alcohol shit. You want to see a mean drunk. There he is. That's amazing. I start out as cool. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I burn motherfuckers. Well, you do that when you're high. When you're high, it's funny as hell. uh, Unless it's uh, towards me. But when you you drink. As long as it's not you. Yeah. When you drink, dude, you turn into the biggest dick. Like worse than normal. Well, ain't that a nasty thing to say? You are the worst. Oh, my God. When you, oh damn, let's just say this man had a three day bender on a shit ton of Jack, and it takes a lot 
we're talking like seven, like, yeah, like a shit ton of Jack. Three-day bender, he went on a drinking bender. Oh, I remember that. Jack Daniels beat my and, ass. And watching him walk up four flights of stairs to our apartment was freaking hilarious. He, <laughs> he crawled half the way, by the way, because I wasn't going to go help his ass. Because why? I was seven to eight months pregnant with our daughter. Oh, my God. So his drunk ass is trying to get up a four flights of stairs because they don't believe in elevators in that building. Then he gets in the apartment. He's like, I feel sick. And I'm like, yeah, good. Good. He threw up in pretty much anything you could find. The toilet, the garbage can, pots, pans, cardboard boxes. <laughs> yeah, all that shit was put on our balcony when we moved out. Jack Daniels was a motherfucker to me that time. He kept saying, this shit tastes better going down. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Jack puked, Daniels he, was my thing. He puked for as many days as he drank. Oh, yeah. Three did. days of puking. And I just sat there and said, hmm. Ha <laughs> But I learned from my experience. Yeah. And you quit drinking at that was the last time you ever drank was after that weekend. But have you learned from your experience? I have. It's yet to be seen. It shall be proven. Is it going to be proven for a week or two? No, I've learned it. Oh, you learned it. I learned it. You got edumacated. I have been edumacated laying on my couch over here in the corner. <laughs> and seeing other people are actually giving you giving their me. opinion. And I appreciate it. They're looking at, at China I, doll I as something different. But see, here. I'm admitting I screwed up. I'm not perfect. No, you can't use that excuse. What I can do. I, I've screwed up. I'm not perfect. And I've never, ever in my entire life claimed to be a perfect person. But people never. use that as an excuse. And well, I'm not perfect. And they continue to do what they were doing wrong. I, I'll prove it. So how can you use that? I hate that excuse. What? I'm not perfect. I've screwed up. I screwed up. Mark, yes. drinking is a young man's sport. Oh, I was young. He was young. We were 22. 22. <laughs> and Actually, I was out. He with was the... 22. I was going. I, I was. I was out with the yeah. club mm. and we were partying all fucking weekend. And I got drunker than a stunt. It's one of them deals where the, uh, you know, a normal uh, room spin is uh, tolerable. But I was like on a fucking tilt the world, man. That's how bad it was for me. Thanks, Nitro. Welcome, China Doll, to the group. Everyone, hi. My name is China Doll. She, she laughing about it, but she need to go there. My name is China Doll. Because if you think you're going to drink your problems away, you're stupid. I'd rather see you smoke some Mary Jane. That's than not going to happen, dude. Because <laughs> you're going to be driving me to the ER every time I fucking smoke. She up. gets paranoid. I feel the like the problem I'm dying. with you is when you smoke weed, <laughs> is you'll smoke it like a cigarette, say, well, it's I'm not, not feeling it. nothing. And next thing you know, that creeps up on you and she's paranoid like a motherfucker. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to die. Where all you have to do is take one hit. And build your tolerance up. I'm not a one-hit wonder. <laughs> not on a joint. And oh. she'll actually, she's kind of funny. I'm very funny. But then starts crying. It kills everything. 
I'm going to die. Duke, that's my problem. I'm a whiskey drinker. Oh. <laughs> my my uh, claim to fame is Fireball. <laughs> Which is a girly girl it's drink. It's some cinnamon stuff. It warms you from the inside out. So does Jack Daniels. But... I can't stand Jack Daniels. Oh, my. <laughs> that shit's nasty. I don't think so. I really like it. Oh, that's so nasty. Anyway, we're going to go and get out of here. Uh, don't forget, uh, on the second channel, Smoke uh, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, we got motorcycle news, man. It's going to be awesome. Mark says I should smoke weed and go ride go-karts. <laughs> That'd be some funny oh, shit right I'd there. probably flip it. <laughs> Boy, I love radio, but I love a good pee even more. Turn it up. And piss somebody off. Shake a leg and zip it up. Oh my God. Now or never, here it comes. Take yourself on a journey into the unknown. Yeah! Are you ready? Attention. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're listening to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, WMMRDB Rockford. Today, we're going to be talking about Harley Davidson. Boy, are they having some trouble in the electric market. More specifically, freaking live wire. Not doing good at all. I think the live wire has been a drag on Harley Davidson. As you know, they put it out there, they made it a separate company. And now the investors, they're getting scared. They're running scared with the live wire. And there's all kinds of issues with the live wire that needs to be settled before it even becomes a competitor in the electronic market or electric market, whatever. You know, being an old scooter tramp and stuff, it's hard for myself to imagine nothing but electric motorcycles. Even though, give it 20 years, that's probably where it's going to be at. But the live wire, these investors are, they're fleeing the ship, man. They're getting out of there because there's other alternatives from companies that have this down pat. And Harley-Davidson ain't one of them, but they're uh, at the point where they got to flip the bill. Now, let's go to this uh, Jell-O, uh, Nick, and take a look at this. And this is by Jose Rodriguez Jr. Livewire loses almost $370 million as investors flee, forcing Harley-Davidson to pick up the tab. Now, even after going public, the Livewire EB spinoff is costing Harley-Davidson's millions more than expected. I don't know. Maybe Harley-Davidson should have stayed with its core customer base. Meaning, hey, they got 50% of the big bike market. Stay with that. Stay with something you know. Even though, on the other hand, they're going to have to diversify as far as their products are concerned. I just think it's too early for them. I think they brought the live wire to market too quick and really didn't think uh, things out. That's just my uh, personal opinion on that. 
Harley Davidson insisted on spinning off the Livewire brand earlier this year. The U.S. bike maker was eager to establish a separate identity for its upcoming electric motorcycles, but it was also eager to secure funding for its new EV brand, doing so through a special purpose acquisition company in lieu of an initial public offering that plan has become costlier than Harley could have hoped for. Now that the Livewire funds are being funneled out of the company by investors in the tune of $370 million. You have to sit back and ask yourself, as an investor, would you take the risk on a company and a product that hasn't had a true, you know, a proven record of sales on this motorcycle? I think when it started out, it was like $30,000. Now, I know that electric motorcycles right now are the playground for the urban setting. And you know why? Because it only goes, what, uh, 100 miles, 200 miles on a charge? So, yeah, it's going to be mostly an urban type of deal where you're not going to be doing any long distance riding and stuff. So really, how many units of the live wire are you going to sell? Very interesting uh, question that Harley Davidson is going to have to answer right there. It's hardly been over a month since Livewire went public by merging with the AEA Bridges Impact Corps on September 27th, but the initial investors who propped up the EV maker with a $400 million investment, and this is by Ride Apart, have withdrawn $370 million and left the company with just a tiny fraction of its startup funds. It's a big loss, which comes on the heels of Livewire, falling short of projections by $251 million. Holy cow. You can guarantee as an investor in, you know, moderate stock stuff I like playing around with, I would never go with something like this because they don't have a proven track record out there. Now, a company like Zero, who's been in this game for a while and has proven to have a good product, you're damn right. I'd be all over that right there with Zero. And I think Harley Davidson is just going the wrong way here with the way they see the EV market. They could try to copy others. Hey, it's fair game because people co uh, copied Harley-Davidson. But at the same time, you have to have the no to forward your product, which I don't see Harley-Davidson having. I think with the EV market, what's happening is they're hoping that the Harley-Davidson brand is what's going to carry them through. But in this case, it's not because it's a whole different market. Again, you're mostly with the upper middle class rich that's going to buy this product. Sad state of affairs right now. And then they talk about uh, how much more influx of money they're going to get from the uh, public offering. But at the same time, 
Harley owns 90% of the Livewire shares because they wanted to keep control of it, uh, which is up from 74% uh, when the EV maker spun off and went public. That's either good or bad, depending on your opinion of Harley-Davidson as the parent company. And it also goes in to say, remember Buell, we remember Buell. Well, the Livewire S2 Del Mar is almost as cool as a any Buell is right there. The problem with looking at it that way is it doesn't matter how cool the product looks. It all comes down to performance, and it all comes down to whether somebody's going to buy your product or not. And the Livewire had all kinds of mechanical stuff going on at its release. Its price point is too high. So I really don't think uh, it's a winner for Harley-Davidson. You know, I'm just saying. Now, going out to Penn Live, Florida company to take over logistics at a Harley-Davidson factory. And this is, let me get this turned down here. This is something that Harley-Davidson's been doing a lot lately. Uh, Florida company has announced it will serve as a third-party logistics service provider for Harley-Davidson in York County. Now, Harley-Davidson, since the new CEO has taken over, is trying to be, you know, trying to streamline the process and all that type of stuff of trying to get costs down, which any company is going to have to do. So they're using a lot more outside vendors for that. Uh, Comprehe what is it? Comprehensive Logistics will take over logistics at the facility on Memory Lane. Uh, quote for the York Logistics contract, HD and CLI are partnering together to ramp up production to support the positive projected customer demand for HD's legendary motorcycles. And that's one thing I was just saying. Does Harley-Davidson need to stick with the products it's known for? Or should they slow up on their EV projects until they get a good, reliable product, get the price point down? These are many questions are, that they're going to have to answer. Because again, their core rider now, average age is in the 40s, when it used to be decades ago, 30s. So their customer base is starting to be an age where they can be aging out of motorcycles in 20 years. You know, it's very rare that you see the old scooter tramps anymore that stay in until their 70s and mid-70s. So, very interesting stuff out there. Hopefully, you're enjoying the new content on the channel. Again, don't forget to subscribe and like, and don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle Biker News to get all your news coming out of that uh, section of the scene. Again, like, subscribe. And we'll be dropping a new video over here on this channel at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday. Rock on. Got a lot to say, can't hold it in this time.